Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Molly Green and Taryn Rudge. Well, yes. Sometimes that's God's way of getting you to enjoy Gardener's World. The Happy Garden. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Got to shut the door. Welcome to the Happy Garden Podcast and a very, very special The Happy Garden Podcast episode 20 because today it is a snowdrop special. The delicate little flower which signifies hope and beauty, the pure white colour which represents purity and innocence and also representative of renewal and rebirth as well. And snowdrops ever so old, they stretch back for centuries with a Greek botanist and philosopher writing about them as early as the 4th century. They were called white violets back then. We still absolutely adore them and we're celebrating them today on the Happy Garden podcast. My name is Molly, let me introduce you to the wonderful, your expert, Darren Rudge. Hello. All right. (laughs) How are you? Yeah, I am so, so good today. I'm looking out of the pod windows. I'm sure you're looking out of your... Are you upstairs or downstairs today? I'm upstairs. I'm upstairs. in the marital bedroom. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> looking out of your marital bedroom window. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? Absolutely gorgeous. Oh, there's crozophene. There's crozophene on the top of the oak tree to my right. It is the most beautiful blue sky day, isn't it, Darren, across the UK? It's just gorgeous today. It's wonderful. It really is. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely gorgeous and it's so inspiring, isn't it? And what, what better on a day like today than to be discussing mm. the wonderful snowdrop. Yeah. Galanthus navalis, as we call it in uh, horticultural circles. Well, actually, galanthus.co.uk, which is one of the UK's leading uh, snowdrop websites, we are going to be talking to Rod about why they're so popular, why this little flower is so popular. He's from galanthus.co.uk. We've got uh, uh, a little bit of audio from him a little bit later on. Also our dazzler, George Plumtree, CEO. Yeah, you and I know him very well. The CEO of the National Garden Scheme, the NGS. He's going to be talking about his forthcoming National Snowdrop talk as well um you as instructed by me have done some well i hope you've done some snowdrop poetry 
I have pinned have a snowdrop. Oh. There are five verses. Oh. Okay. So there are five verses to my snowdrop poem. Yeah. <laughs> are, you pleased? are you pleased with your effort? Well, well you know, I, I just wonder what Tennyson and and Pinter. people like that would, would say. You and know. he left lots of gaps. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... That's to what, my normal standard. Pinter always is. like this. Okay. I'm really looking forward to that. I am. Okay. I don't right. know if you took umbrage because I sent you some notes on today's mm. show and I had labelled you. Hang on, let me go to let me go to sheet four. You called it an effort. Yes, I did. I said it's culture. <laughs> you know, I, put, I am yes. a published poet. You're not. You haven't uh, uh, what? <laughs> Yeah. Well, it was at school. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> when I was five. <laughs> I was going to say you've had a book and a pamphlet in, in the. It was included making. in the book. Oh, was... <laughs> me, me poem about daffodils. <laughs> Do you still have that? Because we, we can save we can save that for Easter. Yeah, I probably can dig it out somewhere. Okay. <laughs> but you have penned us a snowdrop effort for today I, I have, at some point. Yeah. Five verses. All right, that'll be great. Um, we've got Andy Lound as well. <laughs> Amaze and astound <laughs> with Andy Lound. History of snowdrops later. Excellent. Some jokes, some jobs. Yeah, got some jokes, some jobs, and a money-saving tip. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's another obvious one. Oh, well, but, that's fine. You know, that's fine. I think the obvious ones are the best ones. Sometimes we need reminding. All that and more. <laughs> All of this and more still to come on the Happy Garden with Molly Green and Dan Rush. Well, do you know, Joan? I've got to have full full disclosure with you here. I'm um. I do know. I don't. Well, I don't know how today's pod's going to go. I've just had lunch, yeah. And the older I get, the sleepier I get after lunch. <laughs> now I've just had my main meal, and as I just text you to say, I've got to go for a brisk walk to try and wake myself up. I don't know what hormones the older you get are released after you've eaten, but I could quite easily go to sleep in my favourite chair. <laughs> do you have that now? No. What? <laughs> don't you go sleepy after you've had your lunch? Not after lunch. Don't you after dinner at night oh my yeah. goodness definitely yeah but oh. not after lunch and i'm considerably God. younger than you so. really old <laughs> should be doing that i just had to go for a brisk walk with the hounds it is so beautiful today i don't know when uh, dear pod listeners you'll be listening to the pod but this week we're uh, we're darren and i are recording this on monday the 15th is it today that's it yeah oh it's absolutely spectacular yesterday was the most dreary gray miserable drizzly mizzly day in history <laughs> and today we've got it's freezing but we've got a whole week of this beautiful blue sky haven't we yeah it's gorgeous yeah, it it's is. absolutely good and if you get out in it wrap up warm mm. it's just life affirming yeah, it's it absolute gorgeous it's lovely to get out there it's good for your mental health isn't it the blue sky it's everything it looks so clean it's lovely um, Dazzler Pants, we didn't. Um, I, you know, I edit the pod, obviously, after you and I have done it. Yes. And uh, it descended into, I don't know why, it descended into a bit of chaos last yes. week at, at certain points. And I forgot to give the answer to a joke I'd asked you halfway through. Did you read? Really? I did. So oh, I, right. yeah, so I thought we'd just <laughs> clear this up before we even start today. I mean, God, it's not even that funny. But, Darren, what did one nut chasing the other nut say to the other nut? I don't know. What did one nut chasing another nut say to the other, other nut? nut? He says, I'm going to cash you. Shall we start, before we get on to Galanthophiles, before we start with the uh, snowdrops, uh, Dazzler, shall we get on with some jobs for the beautiful week ahead? Why not? Now in the happy garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Aww. 
friends. Go. So, as we said over the last couple of weeks, folks, it's really, really a good time to plant all sorts of things in your garden. Okay, so anything like trees, shrubs, roses, especially bare root and root ball kinds, but you can still plant potted plants as well. As long as it's not too cold, been very, very mild, so it's not too cold, folks, and it's not too wet, then get them into the ground. Check those stakes on young trees um, and make sure that they're properly tied because if they suffer from wind rock, this is where the, the, wind, the, the wind bounces your trees and shrubs around the place, it can give what's called root tear and it can kill your plants, especially things like roses. Lower branches of trees and shrubs can be pruned as well, just to let light in for those plants that like to stay with us over the winter months and for those that raise their own bedding plants for this summer it's now time to start sowing seeds in your propagator so you can sow all sorts of varieties but get them into the propagator and underway ready for your beautiful fantastic summer bedding schemes who's texting you what your phone went off then did it yeah oh right in the middle of things who is it uh um it's the head gardener at Winterbourne Garden. Oh, he's yeah. supposed to be he's, there, or...? <laughs> he's, he's professing his love for me. Oh, no, he's not. Ah! No. Darren, tweet. <laughs> professing his love for you. No, really, what does he want? Uh, he's, he's done my printing for Wednesday. Oh, good. He's got your <laughs> classes class on, Wednesday, on Wednesday, yeah. I'm teaching garden design on Wednesday. Have you got a nice bunch this year? Yeah, they're great, yeah. There's 12 people in the group and they're all fantastic. Uh, it's good he does his printing. You do your printing at work. Saves you ink cartridges. I do that yeah. as well. And he's even sent me a picture of the printing that he's done. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove he's done it. He's a good lad, isn't he? Yeah. yeah that's Fantastic. Good. <laughs> good. I like that very much. I like that. Um, oh, do you know, you'd be very proud of me. I've done some lovely horticulture this morning. Did I you? went to, yeah, I popped to Kenilworth a little bit earlier on. And, you know, Joe, do you have a Joe Richards? Do you have the green... I don't know if they're national or if it's a Midlands thing. Do you have Joe Richards, the greengrocers? No. Around the black country? <laughs> no. Oh, maybe it's a... Um, it's a bit posh, isn't it? I don't know if they are or not, but they're ever so good. And they do a very, very good line in bulbs. Okay. And I have got about five little pots of muscari. They're only one ninety nine for yeah. about uh, eight bulbs. Yeah. Uh, and I've got some more hyacinths as well and some tete-a-tete. My windowsill in the kitchen looks so, so beautiful. Oh. Uh, and so I've really potted a few and put them into lovely little uh, pots. Um, I do love the kitchen windowsill. It really does reflect the seasons, doesn't it? You have to send me a photo. I could do it now if you want. <laughs> if you like. Shall I? Yeah. Hang on, then. Hang on. Oh, God, does this... Um, Hang on a sec, let me get my phone. Does this constitute an interlude before we start on snowdrops? It might do. Does it? Yeah, yeah. I've got to think of a song. Um, what would reflect something today? Oh, well, morning is broken. That's nice. There you go. You do Have that. I'll just go into yeah. the kitchen and take a photo. Yeah, all right then. Good See luck. you in a minute. All right, hang okay. On. All right, go on then. <coughs> me, 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 ma, 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 Just tuning up, folks. So here we go. She's gone again. She's gone to take a picture. So. This is from me to you guys. Morning has broken like the first morning. Blackbird has spoken like the first bird. Praise for them singing. 
Praise for the morning. Oh, are you back? Yeah, yeah, but I was, oh, right. was going to join in with the last line. Oh, sorry. Praise sort of for them. Him. Him. I don't know. <laughs> of, a of a new, new day. day. There, I've sent it. See? Have you got your phone? Yeah. Go on, I've sent it. Have you sent it? Wow, yeah, I've got a picture from Molly Green. Look. That's my oh, kitchen yeah. window. Oh, look, the hyacinths. Yeah. <gasps> Cyclamen, you're yeah. actually alive. They are, yeah. <laughs> Although I could, I won't do it again because that means you'll have to sing, but if I went down the other end of the kitchen, I've got two Cyclamen that are dying for no fault of my own. What a waste of money. <laughs> I haven't even watered them, so I don't know why they've fainted. <laughs> anyway, doesn't the kitchen windowsill look nice in the sunshine? Looks beautiful. <clears throat> it looks it. very spring-like. Doesn't it? Love it. Love yes. It, loving it large. Um, what's, it, what's on your kitchen windowsill? Mine? Mm. Don't know. <laughs> God. All right, then, Darren. When was the last time you went in the kitchen? What, what, what's a kitchen? <laughs> what's a kitchen? You twerp. Where's Mrs. Where's Mrs. Darren today? She's in the kitchen. What? Oh, she is. What's a kitchen? <laughs> right, let's She's go. cooking my tea. <laughs> What's in the kitchen? No idea. Right, okay. <laughs> things called cookers and taps. And you are funny. It's where the washing up's done. Do you know I don't know what that is? is either. Do you know where it is? Like oh. it's in Sea Wing, <laughs> Rudge Manor. Oh, Darren. Right, let's get on with snowdrops. We've there's been enough tomfoolery. So let's hear from George Plumtree, who uh, Darren and I know very, very well. He's gorgeous, isn't he? He's the CEO of the National Garden Scheme, the NGS. And he is doing a Zoom talk all about snowdrops on the 30th of January. Yes, that's going to be really fun because normally our online talks, you know, it's one person talking with pictures. Mm -hmm. But this, this time for snowdrops, which is always, frankly, one of our most popular, I've got a little, I've got a little panel it's going to be me talking to four snowdrop fanatic garden owners all over the country, one in Derbyshire, one in Bristol, uh, one in Leicestershire and one in Kent, mm -hmm. all talking about their gardens, their favourite snowdrops, giving people tips, showing them photos, telling anecdotes. It'll be really fun. And that is on, uh, I grab my diary, is it on 30 it's Tuesday, the 30th. 30th. Yeah, I have it written down. Tuesday, the 30th of January, and yep. we to kick off at 7 o'clock. That's the one. And it'll be fun. Do, yeah. you, do you adore snowdrops, George? Are they one of your faves? I do love them, actually. I think what I, I'm not a, you know, the, the professionals are called, because their Latin name is Galanthus. Yes, the professionals are called Galanthophiles. And they're serious addicts. Now, a proper Galanthophile will drive from Northumberland to Kent when that Kent Garden's got a snowdrop opening, yes. to buy one particular variety of snowdrop. And they might pay £100 for it. I'm not like that. What I find fascinating about snowdrops is that is their reliability. Whether there is six inches of snow on the ground or it's pelting with rain, they will appear in the last week of January or sometime in February, and they'll stay out in flower for at least a couple of weeks, sometimes longer. And they're just magic in that way and they, they look so delicate it's really i think that whole thing of plants and gardens waking up after the winter and clearly visitors find this fascinating as well because if a garden opens for one day in february for snowdrops for us and then the same garden opens for one day in june when it will look amazing with roses and everything else out i can bet you it will have more visitors on the snowdrop day it's really interesting 
People don't mind what the weather's like. They go out in all weathers in February. You, go, you want to go for a walk, you put on your hat and coat and gloves and you go to a snowdrop garden and it may be freezing cold. You don't mind. If in June it's not a nice day, you probably won't go to a garden. Well, tickets for your talk, £10, all proceeds, as you said, supporting yes. the nursing and health beneficiaries. And just head to the website to, to book your online talk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And as many as people. And of course, you buy one ticket and you can all crowd around the screen. And <laughs> it's a bit of family entertainment. Fabulous. In the comfort of your own home with a drink to hand. What more could you ask? Lovely George Plumtree, CEO of the National Garden Scheme. And Dazzler, we're going to be hearing from George maybe on next week's pod uh, about how you can open your garden for NGS this year if you feel brave enough. Uh, Darren, have you ever wondered about opening? Would you ever open Roger Towers for National Garden Scheme? Ever thought about uh, it? Uh, you do know that my garden's very naturalistic, don't I you? I wouldn't know because I've literally never You've been never invited. Been, have you? Invited, no. Never been invited. I've never invited you. You know you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know because why. My, my neighbours think I'm crazy. <laughs> That's why. You've been here a few times. I don't know why I've never been over to yours, but I, I don't question in case. We're about to some, move. Some, you some sort of operation going on. We are, are going to move quite quite. Quick. Oh, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> they found you. Because <laughs> they found us. Yeah. We do it every other month. Do what? <laughs> move. <laughs> right, stop it right so back to George Plumtree <laughs> we will hear from him uh, maybe next week on how to open your garden <laughs> Darren you're a lunatic <laughs> right we're going to be hearing from Andy Lound soon he's going to be along with his potted history of the lovely snowdrop uh, <laughs> oh Darren <laughs> Oh, let me send you something else on the phone. I might, I will put this on the Facebook because this is really selfish of us just sending each other pictures and, <laughs> and talking about them on the podcast. Right, let me send you this, and I will, I will put this on the Facebook. Let me send you that and that. Go on. So this is my tete a tete patch Watch in the garden. We can say something else then. <laughs> is it? Have you got those two pictures? I've got those two pictures, yeah. Right, so oh, yeah. that's the tete-a-tete patch, which I th I don't know whether Podrick, the dog, has dug up that, or if mm. you look at the second picture, there's a bit of scat <laughs> for you to peruse. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's not dog scat, is it? No, that looks like... What, fox, badger? Yeah. What? What's that then? Could, could be both, couldn't it? I don't know. I don't, I'm not up on scat. I think it's a bit big for fo a fox. I think that might be badger. Are you good on scat? Uh... Only when I eat roughage. Actually, I think it, only owls do scat, don't they? <laughs> yes. Then all the technical it's terms. It's a good pile of poop, though, isn't it? Something's dug up the whole lawn. Yeah, I um, think that's badger. I do don't you? Think, yeah. I don't think foxes would go to that extent. I'm going to have to identify that poo, see what it is, because that's not dog poo. So, yeah, no. I'll do that. I'll stick it on the, I'll stick it on the Facebook. So that'd be nice for everyone. <laughs> Anybody know what this poo is? Yeah, yeah, really, because it is interesting, isn't it? Bear Grylls would be interested. He'd probably eat some. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yummy, yummy. 
Apologies if you're eating your tea while listening to the Happy Garden well, podcast. That's, no, that's what um, <laughs> that's what trackers do, isn't it? Just sucking into a hot dog. <laughs> All right, then. Right, what are we doing now? Um, I don't know. You're in control. Oh, yes. Uh, OK, so, yeah, Andy Lound here in a second. I'm so sorry. This is, yeah. Um, but as you know, you can always get in touch with uh, Darren and I at the Happy Garden podcast. Any questions you've got, any tips, any success stories that you want to share throughout the year, any signs of spring as well. Very importantly, here's how to get in touch. <laughs> get interactive with Molly. Lovely show. Professionals. Get interactive with Molly and Darren. Follow them on social media. It's a bit like stalking. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> Darren, it sounds like we're. What? Sounds like we're doing the podcast down the pub. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. He's excellent. <laughs> so fun. Well, I had a, I had a, a message in the week about. Yeah. I don't remember Ooh. a Christmas burp I did. What? Do you remember I burped at some point in the run up to Christmas? I have no idea. Oh, I had an email about it the other day. I'll have to try and dig it out. They said was it was the funniest thing. Com- they... Complaining. No, no, no. They said it was oh. the funniest thing they'd heard, but I don't. I don't remember it. <laughs> See, Monty Don doesn't do this. He doesn't burp, does he, during <laughs> I don't even remember doing it. I don't know. We're a unique podcast. Anyway, that's for another day. Let's get on to a question, Darren. Hello, Molly and Darren. It says, apologies for the late messages to the wonderful podcast. I've been listening and I love the show, but I want to share the same picture with you Uh, of my daffodils. As you see, they're almost in bloom. The rest are peeking out, but I wondered, should I just leave these or place a fleece over them? As I did take your advice and I planted them out in October. But do you think I should delay this year to November to plant them? Best wishes always. And that's our lovely Imran. Uh, And the picture, yeah, that's you know, fully tall, they haven't actually uh, bloomed yet, but the head is there. Worth fleecing or just let nature take its course now? Well, Imran, you've got two ways to look at this. Have you planted them deep enough? You, sh- you can plant uh, your daffs from September onwards, OK? So don't delay until November because you're getting late on then. It just means that they'll flower later for you, the later that they, you actually plant them. Normally, the rule of thumb is double the depth of the bulb. So they might be up because you planted them too shallowly. Um, that's one thing to consider. The second thing is, yes, you can fleece them if you think there's going to be a problem. But can't do anything about global warming. Mm. It's been very, very mild. And the amount of people I've had this conversation with, with tulips and daffs, over the last two weeks, it's been phenomenal. You know, why are my tulips through? Uh, why are my daffodils showing? And they're really tall now. What's going to happen through this cold snap? You know, they're going to get frosted, folks. It's as simple as that. Now, whether it'll damage them or not, or not depends on how bad and how deep these frosts will be. I mean, this morning it was quite chilly, but still not bad, bad. We but are due minus you, six this week, though. Well, if you are worried about them, Imran, then do put some fleece over the top or double fleece them, and that will ultimately protect them. But, you know, this is climate change. This is what it's climate change is all about. If you've planted them at the correct depth, then they uh, they shouldn't be too far through at the moment. But we have been through a very, very, very mild mm. period. And I think on the news the other day, they were saying that this year has been the hottest in record, mm-hmm. record on record. And they showed all these technical graphs, Molly, about how, you know, we've had the hottest days during the summer and during the winter months. 
It's been very, very mild, and this is why our bulbs are actually showing through and are earlier than we would normally expect. But if you're worried, fleece them by all means. Hope that helps. And also, uh, I mean, I'm only looking at the two-week forecast here in the in the West Midlands in the UK. I know we have listeners literally all over the globe. And uh, we have the most beautiful weather this week, but with very, very cold nighttime temperatures. Dazzler, I don't know if you've seen the fortnightly uh, forecast, but for the week after next, we're back to gale force winds, mud, rain, nine degrees as a low. So, I mean, talk about topsy-turvy. Well, I was talking to somebody about this, uh, a colleague about, you know, climate change, global warming and things like that. Yeah. And a lot of the initial uh, textbooks that we, we read and we were given and the initial thinking um, said that it was going to be very hot and very, um, very dry. Mm. Um, you know, around about 1999, year 2000, the <laughs> millennium, this is what they thought our climate change would be. But actually what it's turning into is it's very wet. And yes, the temperature's rising but we've got a lot more water around. And we're looking at city centre at the moment to actually do some sustainable planting in a city, a local city centre. And this is exactly what we're talking to the city centre team about, is that, you know, if we put plants into this city centre, this is exactly what we're going to need to do. We're just going to need to consider uh, the future and sustainability of the plants that we actually use and utilise. Which so, city are you talking to? Wolverhampton? Yeah, Wolverhampton, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, they're having all these modernisations done with paving and things like that in the city centre and then they're having all these all these planting schemes that are going to put into place. Mm. But the bog standard plants that um, landscape architects come up with are just not going to, uh, you know, uh, oh, uh, do the job. So we've got some uh, sustainable planting, some ideas anyway, as to the way we could go. So you're having to change your, your, your staple plants? Yeah, definitely, wow. yeah. And, you know, we're doing things for people, communities and for biodiversity. So it will be for animals. And animals in the middle oh, of the city centre. Yeah. Moth populations and butterflies oh, and, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that's amazing, wouldn't it? Uh, that, as you mentioned, and I know all the wildlife trusts across the UK and everything, city cityscapes, as you've just mentioned, they're all, we all have to integrate wildlife corridors, don't we? Yeah. And yeah, and, and consider them too, which is amazing. Definitely, and it's the way to go, folks. We can't be just one species that's dominating the rest anymore because that's we've tried that and yeah, we made a mess it, of it, it didn't work, we? Yeah. <laughs> it don't work. We have to be an integrated part of this society and this ecology, so that's what we need to do and that's what we're pushing for, certainly in Wolverhampton. And other city centres have proved this works. You know, we've got some really great examples to actually follow. You're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Well, Darren and I have been asking for your signs of spring on the Instagram and on the Facebook as well. We've had some lovely, lovely pictures. Thank you ever so much. Facebook and Instagram, by the way, both are the Happy Garden podcast. Uh, one from Audrey here, Darren, saying, Mole, Darren, I've got a pot of paper white daffs on my patio with one flower on, snowdrops already out and a bunch of crocuses and a pot of pink sacrifrage. Is that right? Saxifrage? Yeah. Saxifrage. Saxifrage. Yeah. Sorry. That has been in... Uh, uh, flower for a week very weird but lovely to see and that's Audrey so even though maybe hers aren't uh, blooming to time she's enjoying it which is lovely well, we have oh, no, this is on. the benefit isn't it you know it, it is climate change we, we are but but enjoy just- just, just enjoy it. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? It it's is. Wonderful. Sorry, I interrupted you. You're more right. I know I interrupted you. No, I'm sorry, Darren. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, Darren. 
No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Mick also has... Oh, so polite. Mick has also dropped us a picture of his snowdrops. Have I sent you this one? His snowdrops already in bloom in the yeah. uh, driveway, yes. And some fully bloomed daffodils as well. I don't know if these are the winter variety or if they're just sort of early spring variety. But Mick has dropped me his um, phone number as well. Oh. Landline and mobile. So shall we try him? Yeah, let's go. Because he also wanted to know when the best time to plant his broad beans were. So hang on a second. Oh, mm. There you go then. Okay. Let me get my. Let me get. I'm going to get the burner phone out. Um, well, we haven't used it for a while. When? Who did we call last on this phone on the burner phone? I don't even remember. No idea. Don't know. I haven't used it for a while. We're both Darren and I are both scared of this phone. Right. Let me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Seven pound fifty a month. I pay for this. We'll do the landline. Oh one. I don't know if he, I don't know if he'll be in. There's been a, there's been a bit of a, a worry about which day he's expecting us to call him on, so I don't know if he's going to answer. It's Mick in Webley, is in Herefordshire. Bit of jeopardy here. Hello, Mick. It's Molly. <laughs> Hello, Molly. Oh, right. Yes, I'm good, thank you. Happy New Year. If it's not too late to wish you so. Uh, when do you stop saying that? Right. I wonder. February, I'd have thought. <laughs> <laughs> How are Happy you? Happy New Year to you. Yes, thank you. Are you well today? Yeah, yeah, great. Are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Darren and I were just saying, what a beautiful day. Is it gorgeous in Herefordshire as well? It is, yeah, yeah. Cold, but, uh, well, it's dry, that's the main thing. Yeah, we can see the blue sky. And listen, before uh, I pass you over to Darren and we talk about your beans, thank you for your picture yeah. of the snowdrops and the beauty. I think yours are probably the earliest daffodils I've seen, fully Yeah, in they're an early crop. They, uh, oh, they sort are. of crop around just after, well, between Christmas and New Year, they flower. They must bring you so yeah, much joy yeah, they're there. they're an early crop. Yeah. Uh, we inherited them, actually. They was already here when we moved, and uh, I, we, it isn't bulbs that we planted. We were surprised the first time they came up. You know, January, well, it was for New Year, and the daffodils were out. I thought, flipping heck, ain't that warm, is it? <laughs> but it is lovely to have a bit of colour, isn't it, this time of year? Oh, it is, yeah, yeah. A lot of the snowdrops are coming up now, even the ones, you know, along, um, sort of along the roadside where, where we walk around here. Well, listen, thank you ever so much for being part of the podcast. It's ace to have you on. Let me introduce you to our Dazzler, Dazzler Mick, Mick Dazzler. Hey, Mick. Hello, How you Darren. Doing? Great, are you? Yeah, it's a lovely day, like you say. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. A bit, uh, a bit cold for the allotment. The, uh, the ground's a bit hard because we had a good frost overnight. Yeah. We, we give it a miss today. Is it too late? Or too early to uh, plant the broad beans down the allotment. So, it depends on the variety or cultivar you're actually going to sow. There are really hardy varieties that you could have sown October to November, Mick. But generally, the majority majority of them, uh, we would sow February to April. So, it's not too late. okay. You might be a little bit too early in one respect, but a little bit too late in the other. (laughs) <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. but you. But the the thing to be aware of is if your soil down your allotment is really wet and claggy, then don't sow in October and November. Leave it until early February to actually sow. But the majority of broad beans would go in February to April. So I hope that helps you. That's a quick one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Can I sneak another one in? Of course, you of course can. you can. Yeah. 
What about transplanting a rhubarb plant? Okay, so you can do that now as well. What you what you'll need to be aware of, though, uh, they don't like to be disturbed, and you need to prepare the new planting plot with good, well rotted compost or manure, and then you won't be able to harvest um, sticks for about two years. So you need to let it settle in, and then after a couple of years, eighteen months to two years, then you can start to harvest again but you can move that right now without a doubt great stuff thank you very much how long have you had your allotment for mick it's our second year also fairly new and uh, describe it to fairly us fairly new what, yeah. have, what have you what have you got going then or what do you plan to get going this uh, year well last year we had uh, our beans mm. and tomatoes and uh, onions garlic and rhubarb mm. this year at the moment the onions are coming through okay in the garlic but there's nothing else uh, we got nothing else in the ground at the moment not that we know of anyway <laughs> yeah it'll always be a surprise and do you love the allotment yeah. is there a nice community down there have you have you found a nice a nice uh, lovely community space oh yeah yeah it's great yeah there's about 30 allotment there's 70 square feet the yeah. allotment plot and there's about 30 of them Oh, lovely. And you made some mates already? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've lived in Webley for uh, three and a half years, so we sort of know quite a few of the village anyway. Yeah, already part of the community. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, listen, yeah, you are yeah. always welcome on this podcast. Anything that Darren can uh, can help you with. You're always here, aren't you, da- uh, Dazzler? Of course, yeah. Always here to help. Try some runner beans as yeah. well, Mick. Right, OK. Get yourself some runner beans. You can sow those in April indoors and then you can plant them out yeah. once they've got a, a decent root system on them. But do be careful of late frosts. So, you right. know, if, you, if you've got them in the ground and you think there's going to be a late frost, then just fleece them and they'll be fine for you. Otherwise, you can sow directly into the ground for your runner beans in mid, midsummer, around about middle of June, something like that, and you'll, you'll be sure there's no late frosts then. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, what just before you go, or before I go? <laughs> what about um, seeded potatoes for chitting? You should be doing those uh, now. Can you get them now or not? Yeah, if you want to, you want to get your first earlies. Those should be chitted now. So right, just get them, okay. get them on, get them on the windowsill. Get, buy your first earlies. I love Charlotte. So uh, get get some Charlottes. They're really nice tasting oh, right. potato. But if you're going to do your first earlies, get them chitting right now. Okay. Do you know what you're Thank doing? You very do, much. You, do you need any advice on the on the chitting, or you know what you're doing? Uh, well, we done some last year. We bought some seed potatoes and put them in some egg boxes yep. and put them on the windowsill, and they were fine. But we did get blight. Yeah. Uh, so we lost quite a few of them. Okay. So that that can be a, a fungus that's already in the soil, um, yeah. or is is your soil very wet? Is it very claggy? Yeah, as well, I call it's very it? claggy and yeah. So you might prefer to grow either in raised beds or in pots and containers, um, so you can control oh, the, right. the moisture conditions. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Thank you. Just get yourself some big pots. I grow really successfully in, in really large landscape because I'm a landscaper as well, a garden designer. So I get these massive yeah. tree pots and uh, I grow really successfully in those. And you can control the uh, oh, the drainage cool. in those. Oh, great stuff. Okay, lovely. Okay, Thanks for Mick. that tip. Much love to Mrs <laughs> Mick as well. 
Um, and then, yeah, yeah, she's um, yeah. she's popped out. She had some some letters to post, and uh, she was going to try and get back before you rang, but obviously she's got caught up talking somewhere, so she's not back yet. <laughs> oh, Mick, don't you start. Well, listen, we'll definitely have you or both. She's gone to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a better idea. We'll uh, we'll be- definitely have you both on a, a, a little bit later on in 2024, anyway. But it's smashing to to have you on yeah. early doors. Thank you ever so much, Mick. Um, thanks for ringing. All right, sweetheart. Have a Bye, lovely, Mick. lovely. Week. Thank you again. Definitely. And Take you. Care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mick. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Darren. Bye. Oh, he was nice, wasn't he? What a lovely he bloke. Lovely. Really lovely. Get your beans in, Mick. Definitely. Get your broad beans in now and then. Do some runners. You've got to have some runner beans, We've haven't d- you? I've got the... um. I've got a packet of beans in my hand. Oh, I've got to come and get those, yeah, haven't I? Must and then give you your Christmas presents. Uh, 40... well. Oh, I've put your Christmas present back in the loft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When what, I cleared for next year. Well, when I cleared away all the Christmas decorations and everything, all Christmas has gone back in the loft. Your present went with it. So I don't know what's going to happen. What happens there. if I turn up unexpectedly? Well, I'll get it back down again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, listen to. I don't think we. Go on. I was going to say, I don't think I've been in my loft for about 15 years. <laughs> Where's the loft? Where's the kitchen? Um, Darren, there was two, <laughs> there was two things mm. came out of lovely mixed call. Um, a, you yeah. talked about being a garden designer. I don't even think we've investigated that on the Happy Garden podcast yet. We must do that soon. Okay. Literally big you up, find out what you do. You are an award-winning garden designer, which we haven't really talked about on the pod before. So that's something uh, for weeks to come. And also talking about um, daffodils, as, as uh, Imran was, and a few people talking about um, daffs being in bloom. I know mix were an early variety. But don't forget, I was going to say fairly often, it's not fairly often, but it, it's, it's not unheard of that we have snow at Easter. When all the early uh, bulbs are blooming, the daffs, this, that and the other, and they can be snow covered and they will survive you know, they will look after themselves, won't they? Yeah, nature will out, Exactly. you know, at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. I mean, leaves is one thing, buds are another. So if they're in bud, that's the time to worry, really, because obviously the bud can be killed by the frost. Well, plants are just like us with 90% water. Yeah. So, And we all know what uh, cold temperatures do to water. Oh, and that's what kills They'll burst. Them. They'll burst. They'll all burst. their little cells will burst. So uh, that's the time to worry, really. Buds are buds at the end of the day. Buds mm. equal flowers. Whereas leaves, they can, uh, most of the majority of the time, get round that. But actually, if they produce a flower and it's, it's dead, then... It's dead, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, if you ever want to come on the podcast like Mick did, it's only us. Don't worry about it. It's not. It's not like live radio or anything. It's uh, it's only us on the podcast. If you want to drop us an email at thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. that is our a sort of private email for the podcast. Thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Pop on a question. Pop on your phone number, and um, we won't just sort of ring you out the blue. I will contact you, and we'll organise a day or a date or a week for you to come on the pod. That would be ace. I haven't told you. I've got a surprise for you. Yeah. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you say... What could it be? You say, uh-oh, but I've just realised, I've just reminded myself it's in the other room. Oh, dear God, does that mean another interlude? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. No, literally, it's only about ten foot away, so I don't even know if you'd have time to sing. That's all right, then. But the surprise is in the other room. I'll go, I'll go. People are really grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I didn't hear your last effort until I uh, ah, edit this later. See. 
<laughs> now listen, we've got Andy Lound, who's going to be looking at the history yes. of the... Yes. Andy, by the way, is um, recording... I think he's recording one every week for us. So amazing astound with Andy Lound. I think it was bi-weekly, wasn't it, in 2023? He's going to be doing a potted history of something horticultural for us, I think, every week in 2024, or the early part of, which will be ace. And it being the Snowdrop special, we'll do the history of the Snowdrop with our Andy Lound after a few adverts. Now, the, there are only a few. You can feel free to skip them, but we will see you in mere moments. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A very warm welcome back. My name is Molly. Our Dazzler is here as well. Hello. <laughs> uh, and it is uh, the Happy Garden podcast with you for mid-January. Now, Andy Lound, amazed and astound with Andy Lound, is with us, I think, every week now on the podcast for the foreseeable. Anything you would like Andy to investigate, anything horticulturally speaking, it literally could be anything to do with the, the garden, plants, whatever. Andy is now known as the expert of all things. So if you want to get in touch and suggest something for him, to investigate, I'm sure he can. Today, it being the Snowdrop special, here is the lovely Andy with the history of the Snowdrop. It's amazing astound with Andy Lound. That's me. Hello, Molly and Darren. Today... I am going to talk about the history of that delicate and enchanting plant, the snowdrop. This seemingly unassuming bloom carries with it a rich tapestry of symbolism and cultural significance that spans centuries. We begin in the ancient lands of the Mediterranean, where the snowdrop, or galanthus, first made its appearance. Despite its name, this flower has a contradictory nature often pushing through the frost-covered earth to bloom in the earliest days of spring. The Greeks and the Romans marvelled at its resilience, viewing it as a symbol of hope and rebirth. In medieval Europe, the snowdrop found a place in folklore and legend. It was believed that these flowers were the embodiment of hope brought by Eve after she was banished from the Garden of Eden. The snowdrop became associated with purity and the purification of the Virgin Mary. During the Victorian era, the language of flowers, or floriography, became immensely popular. Each flower held a specific meaning. The snowdrop, with its pristine white petals and graceful drooping head, was embraced as a symbol of sympathy and consolation. In 1854, a group of women in Scotland initiated the Snowdrop Fund 
selling snowdrop flowers to raise money for the education of destitute children. This noble endeavour marked a turning point in the snowdrop's history, transforming it from a mere botanical curiosity to a symbol of charitable giving. The snowdrop continued in the 20th century to capture the hearts of garden enthusiasts. Its subtle charm inspired poets and artists alike, with its appearance often heralding the end of winter and the promise of warmer days to come. The snowdrop became a muse for creativity, celebrated for its ability to endure and flourish in the face of adversity. In recent times, the snowdrop has become sought-after treasure among avid gardeners and collectors, some of whom will pay thousands of pounds for a single bulb. There are now numerous varieties, each with its own unique charm. Annual snowdrop festivals have sprung up across the globe, where enthusiasts gather to share their passion for these delicate blossoms. The history of the snowdrop is a tale of resilience, hope and cultural evolution. As we witness the snowdrop's return each spring, let us be reminded of the enduring beauty and significance that this tiny bloom carries through the ages. I will let the last words be those of my favourite poet, Christina Rossetti. I wonder if the sap is stirring yet, if wintry birds are dreaming of a mate, if frozen snowdrops feel as yet the sun, and crocus fires are kindling one by one. Sing, Robin, sing, I still am sore in doubt concerning spring. So, Molly and Darren, more from the potting shed next time. Amazing Andy Lound. Thank you, Andy. Well done, Andy. Love They're that always man. brilliant, aren't they? They're I spo- absolutely fabulous. He's ace. I spoke to him a couple of days ago, Dazzler, and he was recording some bits and pieces for us for the Happy Garden yeah. podcast. And his, um, well, no, it wasn't excellent because his boiler had broken. Mm-hmm. And he said he was sat in five layers with his dressing gown over the top with a hot water bottle on the second layer. Um, and he got no heating, and the boiler man isn't coming out for a good ten days. He's not got central heating like us. Well, yeah, no, he has. No, he has. But it, <laughs> no, his boiler's broken. Because we burn furniture in the middle <laughs> oh, of the room. Oh, I see what we? you mean. <laughs> central heating. I got cut off months ago. <laughs> We're still not getting paid for the adverts, but we do have, <laughs> which is odd. I have to investigate that. We do have, of course, uh, buy me a coffee. Up and running. I mean, it's only a fiver, <laughs> but every fiver counts. If uh, if you want to support what Darren and I do do, and of course we don't get any, we literally don't get any money for this at all, do we, Darren? So no. Uh, any few quid do would... for the love <laughs> but if you do want to love and support us you can if you go to well there's a link on um, have you put it on your Facebook page Daz? no <laughs> well there's a link on my Facebook page Molly Green yeah. Molly with an IE I'm the one with the headphones on there's a link on the Happy Garden Podcast Facebook page as well it's a thing called Buy Me A Coffee where it's it's basically it's a mask for scrounging for money. <laughs> <laughs> it is though, isn't it? I mean, we're too embarrassed to say, you know, give us a couple of quid, governor. Yeah, but if please. you want, if you want to buy us a coffee, it's a fiver. It's and a fiver. It's, a, <laughs> it's only a fiver. It's only a what fiver. can you buy with a fiver? But they all add up, Darren. You see, no. And then we could yeah. buy some new headphones or something. Yeah. Or, or you know, I don't know. Pay the gas bill. <laughs> <laughs> that be garden podcast forward slash buy me a coffee. Right, anyway, that's scrounging aside. Uh, right, we've done Andy Lamb. Oh, yes, now, your surprise. Your surprise. Yes. Is in the living room. Is it? 
Um, is he big or small? It is about a foot and a bit. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Do you want a sing or shall I just edit this out and we'll just oh, pretend just that time's gone? Out. Just edit it out. <laughs> they don't want to listen to me singing. <laughs> well, they might do. <laughs> okay, no, go on, because then we'll look, then I've got an option. And then in post-editorial, ed- post I'll see how good you are and then I might edit it out. Might not. Go on, then. All right, go on, go then. On, then. I'll be 20 seconds. All right. Then. All right, go Go. By the rivers of Babylon, where we sat down, we were. When I remember Zion, after TV, carry me a wake up DVD, requiring of us a sum. Now, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Oh, right. I'm back. <laughs> Babylon, then I quite like well, that. I was doing my Boney M impression, like yeah. You did that at Christmas as well. I like. got that on the stereo oh, yeah. <laughs> in the car. Right, I got my 12 volt adapter. 12 volt adapter goes in input. What? Input. You brought me some. I've got something with an adapter. Yeah. Oof. Input DC. What? 12 volt. Does that go in there or does it go what? in aux out? Oof. Hang on. <laughs> Earphones. Don't push that in there. I think that goes in there. <laughs> well, let's see if I've got a spare plug in here. Oh, I haven't got a spare plug. Oh. Hang on, no, I haven't got a spare plug because there's so much equipment in here. What can I plug, what can I plug out? <laughs> can I unplug the printer? Oh, for God's sake, hang on. I'm totally, spoiling the surprise. I'm totally intrigued. Does it buzz? Oh, well, it might do because it's quite old. What's what's that attached to? Oh, that's the electric foot warmer. Hang on, I can unplug that. Wait, I can unplug that. That was the foot warmer. You've got a foot warmer. Yeah, I do as it I've goes, just Darren. Got slippers. <laughs> I've got an electric foot warmer. I bought it for three pounds from a boot sale. I have it on most pods. Wait, I've unplugged that. Plug that in. Yeah, listen. It is buzzing. This is from 1983. Let me make room. So I've got... Let me turn this off. So when I went in the loft the other day and put all the Christmas decorations away, including your Christmas present, I found in the loft... Well, hang on, let let me just say why I thought this would be good, because you were going to do a poetry section soon. Because you're you are yeah. quite creative and talented. Oh, thank you. So in the loft, <laughs> I found this a Bon Tempe minstrel from 1983. Oh no, yeah. Have you oh, got a Bon yeah. Tempe minstrel? No, I haven't, but I know what you mean. Have yeah. you had one? Yeah. Do you want me to send you a picture of it? Yeah. You got your phone? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna love this. It's brilliant. You can do all grooves and and stuff like that. <laughs> send Darren Rudge. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. You're bon gonna Tempe. give me that. I'm not going to give it. It's not for you. <laughs> but what I thought... Am I going to give it you? What I thought... Because... Oh, I, do you know, I didn't pull it off and I meant to pull it off and I forgot. You've done some rapping in the past for me. Have I? Yes! <laughs> the Rudge Rap. Don't you remember? Oh, the Rudge Rap, yeah. Oh, my God, that's too fast. Wait a second. <laughs> hang on. Wait, that's too fast. And slow. Hang on. Wait. Darren's the 
man. Yes, he is. He knows about plants. He's the biz. Ask him a question. He'll know the answer. Ask Mrs. Darren. He's a romancer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought maybe we could use the Bon Tempe minstrel. I don't know how to... I she might not agree. That's Latin. Let's go to slow rock. I don't know how to use this yet, Darren, but leave I've it with gathered. me. <laughs> leave it with me. You okay. you pen some sort of okay. I'll do it. Eight I'll ball do a rap. rap. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that'll do. Unplug it now. Um, but anyway, I thought that might be uh, handy for some future. Didn't podcast. I do something for my tea bag recipe once? I just you know, everybody was took on board my tea bag recipe for feeding plants. I did something like that, didn't you I? You did. I wonder if I've still got that. Yeah. I, somewhere I've got the rudge wrap. I'll try and yeah. dig it out. For, in fact, let me write that down. I'll, rug, I'll, I'll dig it out for uh, for next week. The, the rudge, rudge wrap. wrap. Yeah, it started yo. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, that's, was, as, that's as far as we can remember. Yo, yo, yo. I remember Dean got really frustrated with me. The producer, Dean. <laughs> because, because you've no I rhythm. I had no rhythm in my body no at all. No rhythm. <laughs> i tell you what it was like for anybody who's an 80s child, like like myself. You know Footloose? Yeah. You know when um, <laughs> Ren tries to teach Willard how to dance? Yes. You know that scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like you with the big dungarees on. <laughs> totally, out of, totally out of tune. And I was telling people to shizzle their grizzle, I, oh, I remember. Oh, that's the one, shizzle me yeah. nizzle, you, you massive mother. <laughs> All right, well, that's something to look forward to in uh, maybe next week's podcast. <laughs> shizzle me grizzle. Are you setting me some challenges, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. All right, then. <laughs> First of which is coming up shortly with Darren's poetry effort. Yes, Darren's poetry effort. Thank you. You, are, you took offence to that. Very cultured. Well, it's very cultured. Okay. All right, we'll see. Let us be the judge of that, Rich. Hang on. (laughs) Let us. Let us. Let us. Be the judge. Be the judge. Of that. Of that. Of that. Rudge. 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 Did you just need to get that off? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where are we on the sheet? Right. We've done Bon Tempe. Or just a little bit more tomfoolery before we carry on. So this is this is a snowdrop special. We'll be back to that very shortly. But we had another <laughs> message on the Instagram this week that says, Molly Darren, just listened for the first time since the show was stopped on WM. Oh, yes, that's Darren and I used to work on WM together. Oh, do you know who we were? Do you know who we were? Hang on. <laughs> Molly and Darren. Do you know who we were? <laughs> well, Darren, I was on... Um, because I just do cover now, so I was on WM and Coventry and Warwickshire across the weekend, just gone, and I I gave us lots of plugs. Excellent. I know. <laughs> In fact, Andy Land was on as well, talking about the moon mission, and I made sure that he gave us lots of plugs as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it says here in this email, uh, who's this from? Oh, Angela. Uh, first time I've listened to the podcast since the show was stopped on WM. It's made my day. Thank you both so much. I too have been ill over Christmas and the New Year, spending most of it in bed due to pneumonia. But I am still smiling and laughing, especially with you about the saucepans. <laughs> <laughs> she loves them. <laughs> well, firstly, I'm glad to hear you're better. And it's awful that you had pneumonia. And um, I'm glad we could keep you company. And yeah. I hope you're on the up. Yeah. Happy Christmas and New Year. Yeah, I'd be feeling much better now we're starting the new year. I mean, um, I mean look, all I can say is she's in the kitchen now oh. using her saucepans. 
The saucepans. The saucepans. What have you um? What have you got, Mrs. Darren? What for Christmas? Is she in? Yeah, she's upstairs. Oh, keep your voice down then. Yeah. What have you got? What have I got? I've got a set of saucepans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Darren! <laughs> I, you know, I could never ever tire of hearing that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh. She loves her hammer drill as well. <laughs> Do you know, we're, uh, we're like 40 minutes through and we haven't heard from Mrs D. No. Yet. She's down, downstairs. She's been ever so I am a bit discombobulated that you're doing the podcast from your bed, from your marital yeah. bed. Yes. The last oh, couple yeah. of weeks. I don't know why you you've see. moved. Yeah. I well, prefer just... it downstairs because there's more life downstairs. <laughs> there's more life. Do you yes. Want... I can open and close the door for you if you like. Who's, who's outside the door? I mean, we've got no dogs or anything featuring so far. No, there's no dogs. It's all very quiet like in the rudge. Yeah. Household. I don't know what's going on. I don't oh, we'll have to think order coffee left. in a little while. You'll go downstairs and literally, even yeah, the spoons will be gone, everyone will have gone. gone. Yeah. <laughs> With a little note. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen to your door. We'll have to order coffee. Can I have a coffee? <laughs> what did she say? Did she just say what I think she said? Did she say tea for coffee, sir? Yeah, it's, it's something tea like that. Tea for coffee? <laughs> something like that? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, OK. <laughs> I've ordered a coffee. Right, anyway, let's get back to snowdrops, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Barely started on the snowdrops yet. Uh, we've got to do your money-saving tip shortly as oh, well, yes. so get your paperwork ready for that. And Darren's <laughs> poetry corner. And poetry corner? That's around, the, that's around the corner as well. <laughs> <laughs> But for... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job you and I weren't in assembly together when we were five. Could you oh, no. ma- could you imagine how many times we'd have to sit outside the headmaster's oh, no. office, oh, no. laughing for no reason? Uh, but first, let's hear from uh, Ron. <laughs> From galanthus.co.uk. Now, I had a good chat with lovely Ron about all things Snowdrop. And uh, I began asking him just why we love these beautiful little flowers so much. People probably like snowdrops so much because of their flowering in the middle of winter. They're essentially around when nothing else in your garden is growing. Mm. So if you're enthusiastic on plants, it means that there's something to see, something to get you outdoors. We are in a fairly chilly part of the Scottish Highlands and the first snowdrops were out in the garden here on the 17th of December. Oh, wow. And so that's the start of the season. Snowdrops are not actually native to uh, Britain. People like to think they came in with the Romans or whatever. They probably arrived sometime in the 1500s. That doesn't affect people's affection for them. Mm. There are about 25 different species of snowdrop and some have been discovered even in the past few years in the remoter parts of Turkey and the Caucasus. But for garden purposes, there are there are three species that um, are common in British gardens. As a group of plants, snowdrops are relatively recently evolved and that has the effect that individual species of snowdrops still remain fertile with other snowdrops 
though in the wild they don't encounter each other because they're geographically isolated. But what happened was that in Victorian times when wealthy people were paying to have bulbs and unusual plants imported, these different snowdrop species would meet in Victorian gardens and uh, vicarages and things like that, and they would cross-pollinate. Now, when they grow from seed... Uh, you don't even know they're there because in the first year, all it is is a tiny, tiny little thin leaf like uh, a blade of grass. And snowdrops are, are often five to seven years from seed to first flower. But many of these hybrids that that were spontaneously developing in, in English gardens would be different. They would be striking. They'd have different characteristics. They'd be bigger or whatever. They'd obviously be very different. And people would see them and say, you know, where did that come from? I don't re- recollect planting that. Well, it had come about, of course, because of uh, hybridization going on behind their back. You then get into the problem of uh, their natural rate of increase. And their natural rate of increase, the the rate at which the bulbs uh, increase to form a clump, is relatively slow and and relatively fixed. This unusual snowdrop that people have come across in their vicarage garden, it would take a number of years for the single bulb to have developed to form a small clump. And only at that point could you sort of dig it up and give away a bulb to your best friends. And they, of course, would then have to wait for it to slowly increase mm. and and for them to be able to pass it on. And it is that slow rate of increase that is largely behind the sort of mania and high prices for the unusual varieties. So... Some of the snowdrops, some of the very old varieties that were first found in 1890 and times like that, these are still available and are still available in commerce. But even even today, they're still 10 or 15 pounds for an individual bulb, simply because the slow rate of increase and, and you just have to wait for the clump to gradually build up before it can be lifted and split and, and so on. Ron from galanthus.co.uk and we'll hear a bit more from him shortly about, well, you'll be surprised just how much a single snowdrop bulb can go for. Mm. I know, Well, I know you know, Darren, so yeah, mm. you'll know it's four figures, which yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into soon. Uh, Dazzler, do you want to do your money-saving tips? Yes! <laughs> now, live on the Happy Garden Podcast, it's time for Darren's Money Saving Tips. Go! Okay, folks, it's a bit of a quirky one for you. As we move forwards uh, through late winter into the spring, you'll be wanting to buy plants and bits and bobs for your garden. Why not call into your local garden centre, DIY store, or do some internet searching and look out for loyalty and discount schemes? Tie yourself up and yes, you might have to cope with the odd email or letter telling you what's on offer, but just think of what you can save in the long run. If you're a member of a gardening group, an allotment society or even a Britain in bloomer, the savings can be truly astronomical. 
There's loads of schemes out there and websites like moneysupermarket.com uh, and they will detail what's best for you or your group to get involved with. So go on, save yourself a load of dosh, folks, and sign yourself up for some money-saving schemes. And that's my money-saving tip, Molly, for this week. Well, yeah. Darren's money-saving tips. Right now, I've gone. I've gone off piste now on my sheet. Oh God, it's a bit <laughs> always dangerous, isn't going it? Going off piste. We need to go off piste. So next, we can either do your poetry corner, which I'm very excited about, or we can do your jokes of the week ahead. Ahead of Ron. What if you can do ahead of Ron? Should I do a poem? Should we do a poem ahead of Ron, and then we'll get back to Galanthus.co.uk and how much a bulb can fetch? Yes. Do you need music? For your poetry well, effort. If you've got something in the in the background, yeah. then you know, something soothing. She's done me a coffee. Have a oh, cup. it's <laughs> not a cappuccino. I've just sneezed and I haven't got a tissue. <laughs> 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 Have you got froth? That's Thank not you. froth. Horrible. Say hello to her for me. Molly says hello. She's gone to the toilet. Hello, love. No. She's gone in the bathroom. To the toilet. You need to oil your bedroom door. Oh, Is it nice? nice. A sip of coffee. Yeah. Nice. When oh, you yeah. yelled down the stairs for a coffee earlier, I thought you were actually joking, but one of one's <laughs> arrived within. Yeah, well, You're so yeah. lucky. Do you know how lucky you are? Yeah, well, she's well trained. Normally it's just. Can I get a coffee? <laughs> you do know I can control your knob, don't you? <laughs> no. Fully in control. <laughs> anyway, um, right. <laughs> Hang on, shivy knob down. Yeah, and he's gone. And he's back. No. Oh. All right. So, um, Darren, no pressure, but you've had a week to put to compose a snowdrop poem. Okay. So, here's yep. my snowdrop poem. Oh. It, it's called <laughs> snowdrop. No, it's called. <laughs> Late Winter Style, a oh. poem by Darren Rudge. Age 79. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, yes. When will we see spring again is the question we ask at this time of year. There are many plants in our winter garden, but only one gives a welcome cheer. Through bare branches on our trees, suddenly sprouting, we see its leaves, and with anticipation we wait for those flowers as we speculate. How many will there be in our bare landscape to see, nodding proud and white, a most stunning and cheery sight. The snowdrop signifies hope and cheer, so tender and wonderful at this time of year. Respect the wonderful joy they bring, as surely it's getting towards the end of winter and yes, folks, it's nearly spring. And then in a glance or a whisper, they're gone. And we say thank you, little snowdrop, for all our joy and fun. And if you can't wait for next year's late winter style, you're truly a galanthophile. <laughs> I, don't to, I don't know what to say. That Lord, was Lord Tennyson, you see. 
but nothing Good. on me. Good! How about that? Oh, my goodness, Darren! Did that at two, 2 o'clock, 1 in the morning. That was... Why? Could woke you, up Could you not thought. sleep? No. Oh. Well, you, you've got to, you see, when you're writing poetry, Molly, you've got to go with your muse. Oh. You know, when, when, when your muse is there, you've just got to... Just is got Mrs Rudd your muse? No. <laughs> <laughs> you turn over. Did you like that? Did I like that? But I... I, I like poetry. <laughs> You did say you were going to do a pamphlet one day, a poetry yeah. pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm do. seriously, jokes aside, that was beautiful. Could was you? It really? Yes. Could I book you for a seasonal poetry? I'm going to write this down. Right. Seasonal poetry slot. That's yeah. now in the. Uh, wait. I'm actually going to put that in the actual diary. In okay. The seasonal poetry slot. Can I have? Um, could I please order? Could I book? A daffodil yeah. poetry effort. Try and search out my five-year-old Oh, one. yeah, the one that you did when you were five. Yeah. If not, then a new 55. Would be fine. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll, I'll have a... That's just lovely. We will have a daffodil slot. Seriously, Darren, that was beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you. Oh, Aww. Darren. Oh, Made me feel all warm. Made us feel warm as well. Oh. <laughs> Right, where are we? We've done that, we've done that, we've done him, we've done you, we've done that, we've done the money-saving tips, we've done your corner. Oh, let's get back to part two of Ron. No, no, Rod. Hang on, I got his name wrong. Let me do Wait. Jesus Christ. Is your coffee nice? Yeah, it's lovely. Well, you did hear her say she'd sneezed on it, didn't you? <laughs> oh, no. OK, all right, as long as you're fine with that. Add texture. Oh, Christ. Oh, I'll drop my pen. Wait. Wait. Okay. Right, where were we? We've done your money saving. We've done your poetry effort. Ron. Yeah. We've got to <laughs> we've got to get back to Ron. Is it to do Ron, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we five? <laughs> Not listening to this. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. Sorry, Ron. We mean so... <laughs> well. You're so puerile. I know. We don't see each other often. We just we're so excited that we hear from each other. Once Darren a week. Right? Once we get a week. Together and that's it. No, it's ridiculous. We have to save it for the whole week. <laughs> to be so serious in front of students, you know. <laughs> if only. Do your students listen to this, by the way? They do. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> they even comments. <laughs> like and subscribe, folks. Uh, right, anyway, back to Ron at <laughs> galanthus.co.uk. So we were chatting about why he loves snowdrops and why they're such beautiful little things. Uh, now you might be surprised, uh, Ron Pardew, <laughs> when I asked him just how much a single snowdrop bulb can fetch. A thousand pounds, Rod. Oh, oh yeah, at, at all, some of the novelties will go at auction and people have paid um, £1,500 for um, an individual bulb. Wow. Uh, yeah, it also means that there is of necessity, there has to be a sort of uh, secrecy attached or whatever. When I when I was um, selling bulbs commercially, I was always very careful that my exact location wasn't um, easily yeah, understood. of course. Because they're, they're obviously easily stolen and so on. So that's the 
frothy end of the sort of uh, snowdrop enthusiasts market. Uh, when I um, lectured on snowdrops, there were three questions people would ask inevitably at lectures. I thought there was only one kind. The next thing is people would say, is it true that you need to move them in the green? Now, the answer to that is no, it's not. But uh, there's very much a tradition of lifting and selling uh, live bulbs, as they call it, in the green with their leaves and their roots still on. Now, that's actually not particularly good for them. But the reason it has come about is because they do not take the conventional methodology of, of harvesting, processing and selling bulbs the way the Dutch do with tulips and daffodils, crocuses and so on. Mm. If a snowdrop bulb is out of the ground for any significant period of time, a dormant snowdrop bulb, if it's out of the ground for any significant period of time, the stem, which is the tiny little flattened disc at the base of the of the bulb, it gets dried out. And once it's dried out, it, it will not produce roots. The, you have essentially killed the plant. The plant might grow a little bit based on the uh, stored food within the bulb. The leaves might appear, but because there are no roots, uh, that that's it. So that then brings you to the third question people would say. People would say, oh, I bought a packet of them in a supermarket or a garden center or whatever, and only one of them came up. And that is because while they've been sitting on the shelf in the in the hot air in a packet on a, a, a rack waiting to be bought, the uh, the root plate has dried out. The bulb is uh, functionally dead, and when you plant them, uh, nothing's going to grow. Curiously, tulips, which like a long hot bake to encourage them to develop the flower bud, tulips are actually loving it hanging on a rack in a garden centre. That's what would naturally happen to them in the wild, and, and they come to no harm. But snowdrops are bulbs of deciduous woodland uh, floor, so they get all the light they need very early in the year when the trees are leafless. That's why they grow so early. But in the summer, they are protected from baking heat because the trees are in leaf, and although it gets pretty dry in the ground, it never gets the same sort of baking that you would on open steps or pastures where things like crocuses and tulips live. So that explains why the answer to people saying, oh, I bought a packet and none of them came up, it's because they don't like being dried out. So selling them then in the green arose as a, as a counter to that. People would sort of say, oh, you know, those snowdrop bulbs you sold me, um, nothing came up. And then the nurseryman says, right, takes you around to a clump of growing snowdrops, digs you some up that are alive, hands them to you, and there you are, there's some living snowdrops. You can't complain, if yeah. you see what I mean. Yeah. The problem with, the problem with that is, that the bulb, bulbous roots, certainly of things like snowdrops and hyacinths, they don't branch. So if they are damaged, uh, that is it. You have you have curtailed the growth of the roots for that season. And so in digging up snowdrops when they're in full growth, digging their roots up, you damage the roots a bit. 
you damage them further when you parcel them up and send them off to somebody. And even with the best will in the world, they get damaged further when you plant them out. So moving them in mid-growth is, is not actually a very good idea. But if it's done very carefully, uh, it, it is usually successful. The plants will sulk and they'll probably be a bit smaller and weaker for a year or two after they've been moved that way, but they'll usually survive and they'll recover. The best way to sell snowdrops is to lift the bulbs when they are dormant, which is in May and June, uh, to pack them in damp peat and send them out like that and get them replanted. But that, of course, is at completely the wrong time of year for conventional bulb nurseries. And so that's that doesn't happen, although the the few specialist snowdrop nurseries that, that grow only snowdrops, and this is what I did, you send uh, dormant bulbs in May, um, lift them to water, pack them damp, send them whilst they're truly dormant, and the new owner plants them on receipt and the snowdrop doesn't know it's been out of the ground. Yeah. But it requires you to take orders in January when you can see what you've got and then not send the bulbs out to the customers until May or June. Thank you for speaking to us, Ron. And if you want to find out more, it's galanthus.co.uk. The Happy Garden Podcast. Okay, right, let's just go on. Let me think. Got, how do I come off the back of this without saying his name? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mention the cost of the ball. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Ridiculous. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. I know, because we're nearly done. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Darren, Have you been drinking? Stop it. No, not yet. It's only two o'clock. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's you, you bad influence. Right. Let's come off the back of Rod. Rod. I'm exhausted, Darren. Stop. Hang on. Let's just wait. Hang on. Okay. Just hang on. 
<laughs> Darren, this is lunacy. Now stop, because this could go on all afternoon. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. I can snowdrops be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my side's killing me. Oh, oh dear. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Then this, just now. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Ron, just how much a single bulb could it go for? Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Darren, that, this is ridiculous. Hang on. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know if they just go for a walk around and come back. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That, okay. Good. <laughs> Darren. <laughs> we could make a whole podcast of this, trying to come oh, off no. the back of Ron. Just laughed at Oh, dear me. Okay. <laughs> Poor Ron. Oh. <laughs> right, this is it, Darren. This is going, it's ridiculous. Okay. So just how much a single snowdrop bulb, it'll be, <laughs> I don't know, it'll be something. <laughs> um, right, I won't name him because... <laughs> I won't name him because I can't. I don't recall. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, Darren. I've got tears. It's ridiculous. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So, for God's sake, I'm going to have to get up and do some star jumps. Hang on. One, two, three, four. Sit down. Pull yourself together. Okay. Do you want to do some star jumps? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. How much was a bulb? So that was quite a galantha stuff. Okay. And what was his name? <laughs> Okay. And I'm the one sitting on a bed. <laughs> We're so near the end of the podcast. Okay. <clears throat> okay. No, blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> so absolutely amazing how much a single snowdrop bulb can go for and just how much people do love snowdrops, Dazzler. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it, really? Because uh, they're a bit rare. That's why they're, uh, you know, they go for so much. So uh, we've got none in the UK, by the way. There's no indigenous snowdrops in the UK. They're all foreign. They go for that much money because they've just been harvested all over the world from the wild and there's very, very few left. Well, so. actually, yeah, we must touch on the fact, aren't they the most traded bulb? 
They are, yeah. In they the are. World. People love them. That's where this term galanthophile comes from. There are avid collectors and there are breeders out there that are cross-pollinating them and doing all these sorts of things. And some of them, uh, as your gentleman friend said on the, uh, yes. on the trail, um, basically um, go for thousands of pounds. So uh, there you go. <laughs> and what was his name again? What? Oh dear! <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I've got something really serious to say as well. Oh. <laughs> we ought to <laughs> We ought to say as well, Darren. Uh you can't <laughs> We ought to say as well, Darren, you can't literally go nick them out of the hedgerows, can you? No. It's totally illegal. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're an endangered species, mm. so uh, you can't. You can buy them, okay, but those have been those are cultivated bulbs that you actually buy. They're not wild bulbs. So, uh, no, do not go into your local woodland and start digging them up because uh, you can get heavily prosecuted for doing that. Well, Dazzler, before we get on to uh, your jokes of the week ahead, which we have high hopes for, you've oh. said they're a, an eclectic bunch. Well, yeah, there's, you this know, week. there's a range. Okay. All right, well, you get your sheet ready. Um, this is a really interesting comment that came in on the Happy Garden podcast. I think this was the Facebook. I could be wrong. Might have been the Instagram. But it says, uh, Molly and Darren, after listening to you both talking about mushrooms and emailing you as to where to get kits from, etc., I bought a couple for the folks this Christmas. Can Darren please give any advice that I can pass on to my folks for them to get the most out of the kits? Loving the Happy Garden podcast. And that's our Jason. Well, Jason, well done for buying the kits. Yep. And it's great fun. Growing mushrooms is absolutely fantastic fun. Let, let me just interject. Um, Jason had listened to podcast 11 of ours, Darren, which was Fergus the Forager. Wow, Fergus the Forager, yeah. And what a great guy that was. But if you buy your, you buy your kits, it means that you can, you can grow them in your own home. And what more could you want than your own foraged uh, mushrooms? Now, depending on the variety... Uh, Jason, the first of the mushrooms are ready to be picked within three to five weeks. So once you activate your kit, and I'm going to tell you how to do that now, uh, in a little while, I should say, then within three to five weeks, you'll be picking your own mushrooms. and You nice. can have that on your bacon sandwich or whatever. Uh, generally, the first um, crop of mushrooms is going to be the largest. And then as you continue to, to pick, fruiting will get um, less and less. But you should get at least sort of three crops out of uh, one kit, if not more. Um, mushrooms crop at an interval of 10 to 30 days. And temperature and the variety of the mushroom is the varying thing that you need to uh, consider. Mushrooms grow faster at a warmer temperature and slower at cooler temperatures. And mushrooms fruit really readily between 18 to 25 degrees Celsius. The best quality and the quantity of mushrooms uh, are grown between the temperatures of 17 and a half and 20 degrees. 
Constant temperatures that are higher than 24 degrees usually prevent mushrooms from growing. And temperatures over 30 degrees for several hours or more will kill the mycelium. That's the fungus that actually uh, instigates the growth on your mushrooms. Cooler temperatures, 12 degrees or below, will retard and stop mushrooms. And if you let them get frosted, they just die. So keep your kit out of direct sunlight, uh, like a wardrobe, a garage or a laundry, but nice and warm and snug in a really good spot. Now here's how to activate your kit, um, Jason. Open the box. If the compost looks brown, close the kit and leave it for a week. Once the compost is um, frosty white, and that's the mycelium, then consider to continue on to my step two. In step two, open the plastic and evenly spread the casing over the compost, leaving it loose and fluffy, and leave the kit open. And then, every two to three days, mist with water. After two to three weeks, mushrooms will begin to form. And then, guess what you can do, Jason? You can just twist them out of the compost and you can start harvesting. Fill the holes that you've actually pulled out with a little bit of peat moss, which is already in there, and it will continue to harvest. And again, you'll get three, uh, even four crops out of a mushroom kit. So go on, Jason. I hope that helps you. And uh, basically, go and grow your own mushrooms for your bacon sandwich in a morning. Nice. What a lovely gift as well for us folks. Yeah, really, really lovely and productive. So, Jason, I hope that helps. Thanks, Dazzler. Uh, Just a couple of things left to do then, uh, Darren, before we finished podcast 20. We've got some jobs for the week ahead, for this beautiful week ahead, before the the rain and the mud comes back the week after next. But do you want to, should we lift the mood? Because we haven't haven't done enough laughing on today's podcast. Really? Do you want to do some jokes for the week ahead? Yeah! Listen to jokes for the week ahead. Okay. It's about time for some Alan Alan Titters. Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. Right, then let's be having a joke. How many have you got? Five? Five. All right, number one. Molly, I went to buy some vegetable oxo cubes in my local supermarket yesterday. Yeah, I was really disappointed as I'd run out of stock. Oh, Good, Darren. Very pleased with you on number one. Have that. Good. Have that. Yep, please. I was having a bad day yesterday, obviously, Molly, oh. because oh. I swallowed some vegetable food colouring yeah. and ended up in hospital. Oh, God. But I was told it was all OK. Yeah. But, you know, I still feel part of me has died inside. Oh, die, die, D-Y-E-D, D-D-D. Good, Darren. What is the highest position a piece of corn can get in the army? Oh, I don't know. Colonel. <laughs> oh, now that is the PS. De resistance so far. Two more yet. Colonel. Yeah. <laughs> What's the favourite rock band of boxing legumes? I love the word legumes. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Black-eyed peas. Oh, good. Black-eyed peas, Darren. Four. Why do fungi have to pay double on trains? Or oh, is it something to do with there not being mushroom? I'm not sure. Oh, you've got, no, that I, one. Go on. Because they take up too much mushroom. mushroom. <laughs> good. Four out of the five. Was that so, it? That's it. Yeah. Oh. That was good. <laughs> no, that was good. Enjoyed it muchly. <laughs> Good. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in ever, my life. Ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Loved it. You're so polite. We're nearly.
nearly done. Yes. Yay. Well, no, that's a bit sad. No. <laughs> oh. What are we doing next week before we do jobs? Oh, you wanted to do on next week's uh, 21 Happy Garden podcast, you wanted to do a serious bit, a look back from the Royal Botanic Gardens at Kew. They were doing a look back at 2023 and head to 2024. But the look back was some of the new discoveries made, was it? Yeah, 74 different plants, 10 species in other words, hmm. 74 different plants never ever been seen. That's good uh, discovered new to science were discovered last year and yeah. they really give us sort of an insight as to how plants are adapting or uh, our new growth systems, things that we've never seen before. So I just want to have a quick chat really yeah. about it. We'll do that That's next all. week. Well, yeah. a few weeks go by down without us talking about climate change. So yeah, it's on the same uh, same vein and also NGS will look back and look forward. We're going to be talking about National Garden Scheme again and how they fared last year and what they're looking forward to this year. Andy Lound with more horticultural history, more jobs for the week, more giggles. Do you think we've laughed too much this week? Well, my sides are aching <laughs> so with the laughter today. Ridiculous. And the thing is... Good. We d- laughter therapy's good. It is, isn't it? You There's a thing called be... laughter therapy, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, of course there is, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a bit forced. What we've done today oh, hasn't been forced. We don't force forced. it now. I mean, it's just uh, no. it's embarrassing, really, the and, amount we laugh at you know, nothing. A gentleman called Ken Dodd used to say, you've got to operate your chuckle muscle at least once a day. That so, is true, isn't it? Go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the fact that we don't know what we're laughing at. I mean, it is, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and as I say, when, we, when it happens to us, as it did this podcast, it is like being back in assembly when you're nine and the headmaster's looking at you and your best friend and your shoulders are going up and down and you're not laughing at anything. It's the fact that you're not supposed to be laughing that makes you laugh and that's... It's just wonderful. Love it. Now in the happy garden... (laughs) Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. So, listening to the Happy Garden podcast, you can tell that Darren and I grew up (laughs) well-balanced adults. Go. Well, outdoor perennials can be lifted, divided and replanted during the good weather. And seriously, folks, gardening was a punishment at my school. So uh, if you did anything wrong, you went out and helped the uh, caretaker to garden. Really? Yeah, really. I'm going to put that down for next week. Go on. Check on store dahlias and gladioli, Okay, that they've not dried out, but also that not not being attacked by green flies and slugs, because remember, it's been quite mild. Uh, Keep a check on slug damage on your overwinter plants in general. You can mow the lawn as long as it's not too soggy, folks. And mowing in January and February will leave the grass really neat and tidy uh, for March. Moss killer can still be used, again, as long as it's not too wet and soggy. And don't walk on the lawn surface when it's soggy or frozen as you're just going to compact it. Now, keep your glass house really well ventilated. Do not water in there, folks, because... You know, you're just going to encourage green or grey mould disease. Botty writers. Botty writers. Botty writers. Nobody <laughs> wants that. I think we're done. How about that? We made a fist of that, we didn't did. we? I don't know whether to leave our laughing in or not. Well, I, I don't I know. Think ten minutes of laughter. <laughs> I it's mean, always it was, good fun, isn't it? It was literally about that long of just ridiculousness. Well, I know we find it funny. I don't know if anyone else will. I'll see. I'll see in post-production. We'll see what the downloads are like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now I don't have my iPad with me, but um, the downloads globally, I mean, Russia, 
Yeah. <laughs> Russia. God. Really? T- uh, Turkey, uh, Uzbekistan. The downloads globally have really expanded this week. I don't know why. Brilliant. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but thank you very, very much if you are uh, downloading and enjoying the Happy Garden podcast. Please do like and subscribe. And if you could review as well, as long as you like it. As long as, as, long as, long as, as, as it's nasty. Yeah, as long as it's nice. If no you could review, it would really help our channel as well. And do spread the word as well if you have any gardening friends. I know we laugh a lot, but we do impart a lot of gardening advice. And let's not forget our Dazzler, which we must talk about soon, is an award-winning garden designer. So you're more than welcome to pick his brains any week of the year. We're always here, the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll give you the, the, the social medias at the end of the pod as well. What are you doing now, Adaz? Um, well, I have got a lecture on Wednesday and I've got to go and play with a dumpy level. Sorry, what? <laughs> a dumpy level. What's a dumpy level? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a theodolite thing, uh, so it's one of these tripod things. <laughs> I've seen them on the hard shoulder larking about with their theodolites. So I've bought a brand new, spanking new one, so I've got to go and set it up and make sure it works. You've got a theodolite? <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Where did yeah. you buy a theodolite from? From a theodolite shop. <laughs> what do you um? What do you do with? What does a theodolite do? You measure bumps and undulations. What you? Why? <laughs> for for landscapes, for gardens. Oh. Yeah. So you, because not all gardens are flat, Molly. I mean, it might come to it as a shock. <laughs> <laughs> you bought a theodolite. That's so. Fun. I don't know why that's funny, but that is. So have you got it already? Yeah, I'm going to go and play with it this You're afternoon. You're going to go and level your theodolite. I'm going to go. I'm going to test the levels in my garden. Your theodolite. Send us a picture of you larking about with your theodolite. That would amuse right, me then. this afternoon. Okay. Yeah. All right, that would be ace. <laughs> I am going to hang on a second. What I'm going to do? Are you going to shizzle with your grizzle? I am going to shizzle with my nizzle. What I'm going to do? I'm going to do some sort of... I'm going to do some sort of track on my Bon Tempe minstrel yeah. and then I'm going to send it over to you. Yeah, and then I've got to write the, a rap. You've got me. to write a rap, a rudge rap for next, okay. the next okay. week on the Happy Garden podcast. So I'm going to have a musical interlude this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Right, you go and lark with your theodolite or do the <laughs> Bon Tempe minstrel and uh, we'll reconvene next week on the Happy Garden podcast. It's but been, it's been great, It's been it? great, yeah. <laughs> I love you, Darren. I love you too, Molly Green. Do you want to do the ridiculous goodbye? If you like. Go on then. One, two, three. Bye! <laughs> You've been listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. If you'd like to send them an email, get in touch with the Happy Garden Podcast by emailing thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Follow them on social media. Just search for The Happy Garden Podcast. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.